the power of the podcast to, to sort of build an audience. Right now, audio was becoming the place to be. When you're strategic about how you put yourself out there and whose worlds you want to enter, who you want to bring into your world, I think a podcast can kind of do that on steroids. I think the other thing that's really good from your story is about how fast you've done it. Speed is good, but how how much has that been about working just super, super hard and how much has been about strategy? Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. everyone and I'm thrilled you're listening into this week's episode because today I'm joined by the dynamic and fabulous Anna Parker Naples to talk about all things visibility and in particular how you can leverage your voice to boost your authority, influence, impact and income especially in the digital space. Now, Anna pretty quickly became known as the podcast queen, and I definitely subscribe to that, and I'm not taking that away, but in my view, she's so much more than a podcaster, and I'm really looking forward to getting into her story, strategy, and strength behind all that she's achieved, particularly in the last couple of years, because this is one very accomplished, ambitious, and determined lady, and it's an absolute pleasure to have Anna on the show. So welcome, Anna, to the Leverage Business Podcast, which I have to say you helped me bring into this world. Oh, thank you for having me, Jay. That's quite an introduction. (laughs) All very true, though. All very true. So, I mean, you came onto my radar initially with your book, Get Visible, because my big word for 2020 was was visibility. So that immediately sort of came out to me. Um, And I knew my book was coming out this year, and I wanted to build an even bigger audience for the whole Creating Leverage in Business ideas Mm -hmm. and you were talking a lot about the power of podcasting in fact that could be a whole interview on its own and I definitely want to cover that but if I may let me first just take you back a little bit to what got you into the online space and helping people get more visible. It's an interesting journey really because at no point when I was coming out as a coach, did I think I was entering the online space? That wasn't really what sat behind my mission. I had a moment where I'd achieved phenomenal success from real depths of depths of depression. And I realized that I wanted to share that message with more people. And I, I came at it from a a position of, I want to be the person who's on big stages telling people they can change their lives. I want to be an author telling people you can change your lives. And I came to realize that not only did I want to get that message out there, but I needed to monetize it so that I could prove to people you can live your life however you want. And so for me, when I started creating anything online, I had no idea of the depth and breadth of possibilities in the online space. And initially, I created an online membership for mums that I launched with no knowledge, no contacts, no connections. And I was very fortunate in that I had enough of a following in my previous career that it 
it worked financially from the get-go but I didn't know how to scale it I didn't know how to grow it I couldn't get to the figures that I wanted to be pulling in and I think I kind of felt like I was on a hamster wheel for about 18 months and it was one of those things Jay of, of I've, I've said to people you can do anything you want to that's my message you can create anything But what was happening in my personal life was utter turmoil. On the day that I launched my first business, my husband lost his job and my father had a very severe heart attack. So from this position of outwardly saying anything's possible, you can get over anything. All of a sudden, we were just in financial turmoil, personal turmoil. And there was a lot of trauma going around in my family. So I realized that I couldn't stay in that position of not knowing how to do it I had to learn and I had to learn fast and like you say I'm very determined and I know I've been incredibly successful in another field so I decided I'm going to learn everything I can about how to work this online space how to build a personal brand how to write a book and then sell it to make sure that the book actually gets to people and the more I the more I encountered all of that stuff the more I realized that right now, audio was becoming the place to be. And so podcasting was booming in a way that there's exponential growth in this field at the moment. And my my previous background had been as a voiceover artist and a voice actor. And where I thought I was leaving all of that audio skill behind, I actually just saw this massive opportunity for sharing other coaches, entrepreneurs, experts who want to stand out from the crowd that they can absolutely do it using this field. So that's kind of a potted history of where I've been and what I do now. <laughs> no, that's brilliant to hear. And I think I can hear the sort of passion and excitement in your voice about doing it. I mean, you, you've kind of done it, but you're still on that journey. And I think one of the things that really comes out to me from what you've just said is, you know, we all have a lot of skills, don't we? We've all done a load of stuff in our life. And sometimes you sort of think, well, I've got to reinvent myself. I've got to, you know, I've done that bit over here and that bit over there. And what I think you've done is really pull together your strengths and your skills and put it into a very growing trend at the moment, which is which is podcasting. Um, I think, as I said at the beginning, it's more than podcasting. I think what you've shown um, and it's evident that you practice what you preach is through your strategy is through you know really learning how to do it properly and I know that's part of the title of your of your new book which mm. we'll get on to it's how to do it properly because I think a lot of people are throwing loads of stuff at the wall and hoping that it sticks and that means that we're constantly busy 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 and so and, and feeling clueless feeling clueless yeah, as also, well if you're if you're throwing that kind of jelly and hoping it sticks to the wall yeah well actually you don't feel good about that yeah, because you, you don't really understand what's worked and what hasn't. Yeah, maybe not really not evaluating it. And I think it is a matter of not sort of picking one, one tactic, if you like, but having a strategy that's going to work for you. What I really liked about that was how you took the podcasting and used that as a theme for your strategy of how you brought that to a bigger audience. And I mean, you you run a a really amazing podcast Facebook group, which I gladly joined um, as a free group. And you ran a five-day challenge. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. got me thinking, could I do a podcast? Um, And it really, I think it tells something about social media as an authority platform and leveraging professional relationships as well, because I know you've made a lot of contact through that that community and beyond. Well, to put it into context, even... 
I now host my my second podcast, which is a number one international show that I think we've had three weeks since it launched where it hasn't been in the top charts somewhere around the world. Now, that's my second podcast because I didn't understand what I was doing with the first. But even my first podcast, I developed friendships and networks and relationships where people I've gone on to collaborate with or have joint ventures with because of a high level of networking opportunity by having great conversations with great people. And when you're strategic about how you put yourself out there and whose worlds you want to enter, who you want to bring into your world, I think a podcast can kind of do that on steroids. And I talk a lot about getting visible and getting known for what you want to do and admitting to yourself, actually, where you want to be seen in your field. What level playing field do you want to be on? Do you want to be amongst the many who charge peanuts? Do you want to be in that comfortable space where there's still a lot of competition? Or do you want to rise like the creme de la creme and be at the top? Because if, if you really do want that for yourself, then it's, it's a strategic decision to make sure that you are connecting with all of those people and that's where podcasting is really powerful yeah and I think it's quite scary for a lot of people isn't it because they might want that but they're just like can I do it can I do it and I think what you're providing is the power you know the empowerment the learning and the empowerment to to do that because I absolutely believe that anyone who sets their mind on it and goes after the strategy step by step by step and is really clear on the outcomes that they want. I really do believe anyone can can create the level of success that I have in a, in a short space of time. And one of the things that we talked about before we came on air today was I've, I do things fast. I'm a very ambitious and driven woman. <laughs> I can see that. But it's because I'm really passionate about what I do. And because I'm strategic and intentional, I'm no longer throwing that jelly at the wall like I was when I started my business. I worked out what works, what doesn't work, and I'm very clear on where I'm going. So it's not a question of me spending 80, 80 hours a week working. I work from nine o'clock in the morning until 2.45 in the afternoon. It might be that I do a bit of social media while the kids are kind of ignoring me and playing on their Xboxes, but I've built everything around the school run, the dog walk, and leveraging and bringing people into my team who can do the things I no longer want to do. Yeah, and I think that's that's really where where the real sort of leverage living comes from is, is what you put first. And it's all, almost like you you know you you've done your you've done your build up where you have worked super super hard. So now you're reaping the rewards of that. And I think that's the success story that I that I see. Um, whereas other people, they just seem to be online, you know, <laughs> hours and hours and hours pumping out more content without really it going anywhere, without really it's sort of fueling anything. It's just, um, yeah, it's just a real joy to see. And I think um, one thing I really wanted to talk about pulling out of that is you you talk very much about building a network of contacts so that actually you you're building not only your own audience but potentially your audience through others uh, to what extent do you did you do that first before writing the book before starting a podcast either for your sort of first theme or or your current focus did they go hand in hand it, just, it goes hand in hand yeah yeah i knew I knew I wanted to be an author 
in the self-development space. So writing my first book had to happen. That felt like a mission that just had to be conquered as fast as possible. And it was quite an emotional book. I talk a lot about how, how I used to feel about myself, imposter syndrome, things that have happened to me in the past. And that felt like a really personal journey. But I always knew that that would help put me on the map because people in your networks, even if they will never, ever read your book, they know you have one Mm -hmm. because so few people will actually do it. And I'm sure you've experienced this as well, Jay. Yeah, no, definitely. it, It elevates you if you have a book. And particularly if everything that goes with the book, your business, your the branding around the book, the branding of your business, people see you differently. And in terms of building connections, I think that that has always been just inherently, if I, if I know I want to be successful in a field, well, I don't want to play with the people who aren't any good at what they do. I want to learn from the best. I want to model the best, not copy them. But, you know, we hear it again and again that you're influenced by the five people you spend your spend most of your time with. And yes, there's family and husbands and parents and all of those. But what about the people who are not in that immediate home environment? You can choose who you connect with. Now, it might be slightly harder at the moment because of lockdown and the pandemic. But there are still amazing ways that you can meet people. There are Zoom things you can go to. There's online networks and online conferences. And you can invite people to be on your show. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of people who are perhaps used to more face-to-face networking. Um, it's actually been quite a hard leap because they're they're just like new in town almost, even though they've got a lot of experience. They haven't been in the digital space, which is why I'm sort of looking at that as a transition. So over lockdown, um, some people have taken the opportunity to really enter the space to make those connections that you just in the ways that you just described. And other people have lost like a rabbit in the headlights, like, well, what do I do? What do I do? Um, and I think it's really interesting to sort of see that separation of, of certainly from my community of, of consulting professionals who are traditionally on LinkedIn rather than Facebook to see them transition to more, I don't know, people orientated um, groups like, you know, on Facebook um, or yeah. podcasts and, and really getting involved. I, um, and I don't think it's going to go back. I think no, yes, no, somewhere along the line, true. there will be more in-person networking for the yeah. love of God, please. But I don't, I think there is going to be so much more, so many more people working from home, working remotely, because we've seen that, yes, we do need that social contact, but we don't necessarily need to travel. And I find personally, I mean, my whole business and career has been developed remotely, working with a lot of people in the States, all across the world from home. And I think those of us who have have set already set ourselves up in this space are ahead of the game because everyone's going to want yeah. to play in this arena. Yeah. Because we never know now. We're never going to know again when we could be in lockdown again, when a pandemic or whatever else can happen in our world. And I think it means that we're all going to have to future-proof our businesses in that respect. That's, I mean, that's sage advice. And I mean, one of the things that I felt really pleased about when my when I put my book out there, because it taken quite a long time to put together, but one that that gave me was clarity because mm. I'd spent such a long time going round and round. And I know a lot of people have this you know, trying to find your why, trying to find your niche, trying to find your purpose. 
Um, and when I finally landed on it, suddenly the book, kind of the structure of the book just sort of came out around, around the power of leverage and everything flowed from there. But I really got stuck before I got that. And luckily, that book was already kind of, you know, well drafted and, and ready for publishing as we as we went into lockdown. So I was quite fortunate in, in, in that because I don't think otherwise I might well have been one of those rabbits in the so head. That's- that's really interesting, Jay. So did you have the concept of the, the leveraged concept before you wrote the book or did that come about as you wrote the book? It's always been there, but I, I didn't have a, a, a terminology for it. I, I mean, it, it was here. This is the dark thing. And this is what I help people with through, through some of the coaching I do is, is sometimes it's so close to staring yes. in your face, but you haven't found a a term to wrap around it and whenever I talk to people about leverage they were going what what do you mean by that and yet I don't know whether it's one of those um those confirmation bias uh, phenomenons but you know out and about whenever I read something hear something leverage leverage we're going to leverage it leveraging and I was like oh come on just go with it um and yeah. so that, that's why it went through the theme of my book and I think sometimes we we need to take time to to step back and really think you know what is it? And and for me, what it was was that life work life balance. What we were talking about right at the beginning. What you were saying, family, family life, kind of first, then the rest wrapped around it. That's part of your business design, and I think that's so important. And the leverage is a means to that end. It's not a thing in itself. Mm. And I think um, I think what's interesting about that is that for for my book, the first book, Get Visible. I didn't know that that was what the book was going to be called at all. I knew I wanted to share a story. I knew I wanted to share advice. And it was only through actually getting it down on paper and seeing the the through line of what I'm talking about. And then, of course, in your second draft, you know what that idea is. So you can go back and revise and then you think, yeah, that's so much clearer. And when you when you have an understanding of really what you're about, that clarity of message, then it makes strategy and business choice is so much easier because it stops you you know we talk about niching it stops you walking down the wrong path is what I'm thinking about is my new latest idea that excites me because it's new is that actually in line with everything else that I've built absolutely and I think that's something an area that that a lot of people need need help on and that's the sort Mm. of area that I know you're you're sort of moving into and as I do and I think it's interesting to hear you saying about your get visible wasn't a sort of a a theme right at the beginning because again maybe through reading your story in that book to me it was you know that's the thing wasn't it right there in front of you so for 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 people listening but what my part of my story is that I was told 10 years ago that I to expect I'd never walk again and uh, as a result of that I encountered NLP neuro-linguistic programming which got me to see that I'd been kind of hiding in my acting career in my early days and I've been hiding because I was scared even though I was out there on auditioning and a big performer in many ways I still wasn't really showing up as me I was pulling myself back and so I'd self-sabotage in auditions and it was through realizing that actually I could create whatever I wanted that I then went on this journey of becoming I worked in voice acting so I could record from home in my wheelchair if I didn't recover but part of that journey took me to Hollywood where I won multiple awards for my voice work and so I had this kind of juxtaposition of 
being there in Hollywood in a, in a pair of heels at the top of my profession, earning more money than I could ever have dreamt of and being booked around the clock, having just six years before been absolutely broken. And it was only through writing that book, which initially the working title was Invisible to Invincible, that real feeling, you know, that journey. Yeah, yeah. And as I was writing it, realizing, no, this isn't, this isn't just a memoir. This is, this is a teaching manual about how I did that yeah. and how those ways of literally deciding I'm going to be at the top of an industry and that the step-by-step processes that I took to make that happen. And I've since transposed that for not only not only the voice acting industry, but then once I realized how the online space worked, how I've done it there, how I've done it in terms of being a speaker, how I've done it in terms now of this podcasting arena. Because yeah, it's, it's all so, personal brand. Absolutely. And it, so it's it's showing up in all kinds of different vehicles, if you like, but you're very yeah. clear what you're, what you're about, what you stand for. So thank you so much for sharing that in your story, because Obviously, not everyone's read the book already, but I, I definitely think they should go out and, and have a read because if you're struggling to find out, you know, what it is you're you're about, it's in your story. It's probably in your story about why you want what you want. If you can get down to what it is you actually want for you, for your life, for your family, for your for your career, then I think it that's the way to find it, not to sort of go looking at keywords and all of the other things that, that people sort of do yeah, trying um, to chase this, this theme. Absolutely. And when you talk about leveraging, so for me, what's important to me is that I take all of the school holidays off and I do, I do a little work. And particularly when I've got my phone, I mean, that's my downfall is that oh, I can no, leverage like everything that. out, outsource <laughs> everything, but they're addictive. Um, but that. yeah. But, you know, if, if I can't be switched off and present with my children when actually that's the highest value for me, then my business is built in the wrong way. Yeah. And I think getting help and support and mentorship in how to use the online space was one of the best investments I have ever made in my entire life. At a time when the amount of money I invested to work with someone made me want to be physically sick for a couple of days but if I hadn't done that if I hadn't said well okay all the successes I've had previously is because I've aligned myself with those at the top of whatever they're doing so so for me making that decision that not only would I invest heavily but I would do everything I was advised to do as fast as I possibly could Um, and one of the things that I was advised pretty early on outsource before you're ready outsource the things you don't love the things that are not your talent as fast as you possibly can yeah and one of the one of the and I know people struggle with that outsourcing but my advice would be to start with go and find a a VA that's perhaps in the Philippines or um, in the Ukraine or somewhere where they are you know highly intelligent highly capable people but they're not going to cost you as much as a VA in the UK and I think one of the ways to make that possible is by getting very clear yourself on your process, by documenting. I mean, I know a lot of people have found once they map the whole process out that they themselves are currently doing. But I think a lot of the time we don't outsource because we're not yet that clear on it. You know, we're kind of not winging it, but we're sort of finding out how, how to do it as we're doing it. And you sort of think, I can't pass that on yet. Um, but, but sometimes if you if you get the right support who's got more knowledge you. than you yeah. 
they can do it for you. They can create a loom video where it, they are literally walking through. This is the step-by-step process. Yeah. I mean, definitely from the outside looking in, it looks like you're, you're it reminds me of that film um, Multiplicity with Michael Keaton, you know, where <laughs> you clone yourself and you're in all these different places doing these different things. But actually what you're, what I'm hearing from you is that there are these sort of maybe Anna clones who you've, you've, worked with trained in some occasions to do a lot of that back work for you I have I have a small team um and I still do a lot of the social media myself but I'm very deliberate in what I put out there and why so you won't you will very rarely see me sharing a picture of my dinner for instance (laughs) because every not I'm not going to say I'll never do it but Every post I put out is really intentional. Yeah. It's always for a, a purpose. And, and it's all, usually the, the content I put out on social media, months in advance, I'm warming up an audience to something I've got coming. Yeah. And when I, realized, when I really took the time to learn influence techniques, then everything everything began to change for me. So instead of feeling like I was constantly working, constantly doing social media and doing what everyone's doing and throwing up quotes that were someone else's because they looked pretty and it was something to put on the social media, suddenly everything became strategic yeah, and planned. That's really, that's really interesting to hear. And, and, and again, good advice, good insight there, because um, I suppose for myself personally, and I see this with other people, and, and it's not necessarily something I wanted to spend a lot of time on today, but distinguishing particularly on Facebook between your personal page and your sort of other group interactions is sometimes a, a stage you have to get to so I mean I share I still share my my walks and my my meals my cooking because cooking's a passion mm-hmm. of mine but um yeah I don't have a lot of business stuff on my personal page but I've started to transition over and I think a lot of people are in in that game whereas I think for you, the Facebook is the sharing of you as a person, as well as, you know, the transparency around how you're actually running your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just very, very helpful for people to sort of see it, but a, a kind of a, a demonstration, isn't it? Of the things well, one of those, one of the reasons that I do do it is that, um, so what I'm talking about here is, is using my Facebook profile to let people who follow me and are connected to me know a little bit about what I'm up to but my Facebook page remains very businessy the reason is in terms of social media we're drawn to people we know like and trust we're drawn to people we feel connected to and actually the way the algorithms work more people are going to see things on your profile than on your page so why wouldn't you make the most of that why wouldn't you do that that's an interesting yeah definitely um I think one of the the things about I mean your family life and your dog and 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 your walks and your your kids and very very it is very interesting to sort of see but it for me it's more about seeing that transparency of of who you are as a, as a whole person not just the, the sort of business side but the, the the integration of those two things I think is is what you do very well and just to say to listeners that I will be putting out links on the show notes to Anna's um, pages so that you can go and follow her and uh, and take a look yourself if you're not already on her list or on her pages. Tell me, Anna, a little bit about the focus of your your own podcast, Entrepreneurs Get Visible. So, Entrepreneurs Get Visible is really for people who 
have an entrepreneurial bent. Maybe they're coaches, expert authors, want to be speakers, want to be self-development or business book authors at some point, or already are, and know that they need to raise their status, raise their game. They So we, we talk a lot about on that show about simple hacks, really, for getting yourself known and seen, remembered. Um, and I have a very natural, fast, high energy. So the whole show has been created for people who are really busy, who don't have a lot of time. So everything, everything is fast, everything is short. Um, and not only do I share every week, I share my tips and advice. Um, and some of that is uh, I teach a lot from the things I've got wrong as well. Yeah. I think that's important. But I also then every week bring in a guest who is doing something in the expert online space. Um, and I hope really that we provide a lot of value and that every episode that goes out, people are going to feel that they've learned something that could take their brand in a, a stronger direction. So what, what's your best advice then for someone who's starting out in a, in a business or wants to suddenly get more visible? Um, would you say definitely start with a podcast? What what would be the, the the starting point from your perspective, from what you've learned yourself? So first of all, you need a pro, you need a, a presence on every social media platform, all the big ones: LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. But you want to start with one place where you feel most comfortable. And one of the biggest problems I see is that people get scared of letting the people around them know what they're doing. And the sooner you can get over that and get yeah. over your fear and get over yourself, the better results you're going to get. I would say you want to be you want to make sure you're on your your personal profile. It reflects what you're now doing. Share that with people who know you. Why would you be embarrassed? Why would you feel awkward about it? This is who you are. This is what you're doing on this planet in this lifetime. And I would then think about in terms of your social media content. Well, who are you trying to reach and what do they need to hear? What do they need to hear or need to learn from you that you know about? And then think about what are the things you've done in your life or your, the stories that you have that could show them that you are doing that thing that they aspire to or want to know about. And for me, actually, it, it doesn't necessarily start with podcasting. Podcasting is just one piece yeah. of the personal brand puzzle. But having said that, podcasting right now is the fastest growing medium on the planet and to put that in context there are now one million more podcasts than there were this time last year it's it over doubled in size in the space of 12 months and every business owner out there within the next three years will be expected that they just have a podcast in the same way that you know five years ago everyone had a blog and there are ways right now that you can leverage the podcast space to build your credibility and authority in a way that will not be available to you in three, five, six years time. Um, so build your personal brand, be clear on your message and always be clear about what your ideal client needs to hear. Because when yeah. you know that you're building a really solid foundation for yourself. That's brilliant. It's so clear as well as in terms of that, that starting point. And I was going to give you a heads up about about stats, and I forgot to do it. But actually, those stats, you know, you just pulled them out. You, you know, you're very aware of, of how this is such a growing trend and, and how important it is. And so I think, yeah, for someone looking to start out, a podcast might feel like it's a bit too out there. You know, you know, putting your voice out there 
even if you're not on video, which was certainly, that was my halfway halfway house, really, because I've done a lot of writing and teaching. Um, but I think what I'm hearing is that you would say, you know, start with a podcast. Don't start writing lots of articles because they won't get found as well as a podcast will in terms of absolutely right and and in many ways a podcast can give you more more visibility because you create the podcast like you say jay if you're not confident on camera or whatever you recreate it with just audio you then have the content when that you could use the transcriptions to form a blog you can use the content to create your social media posts so you can get really savvy about getting yourself out there more by just creating a podcast in the first place And I think for people who do find being on camera uncomfortable, it's a great way to get your message out there and show some of your personality. And I I like, I think what I've just got from that as well is is the fact that actually you're using time twice, maybe thrice, because um, the content that you produce for your podcast can be reused, can be turned into an article for your blog, can be... Uh, syndicated then across other social media networks uh, can be used to create little snippets and quotes from your own show yeah Um, and actually actually when you think about well how are you finding clients how are you actually doing that how are you getting people to come into your lead magnets or your opt-ins or freebies or whatever you want to call them how are people actually being driven to that if you're not putting thousands of pounds into Facebook ads or Google ads or wherever but with a podcast, even if you have a relatively small audience, let's say of a thousand people or a hundred really uh, dedicated followers and listeners, you still there have an audience who are likely to take action to purchase from you or work with you. The stats show that 81% of people now who listen to podcasts take action with intent to purchase as a result of recommendations that they hear on a, sh- on a podcast. Now, that, that figure is staggering. And that's why the big giants like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible and, and Google, they're all wanting to play in this space because yeah. it's so influential. Yeah, that's also from the listener's side that they're listening to more podcasts, they're listening to more audiobooks and, and, that, and yeah. that side of it is it. But I think one of the things that's really um, great that I just sort of got from that as well is the connection between the content you put out and your lead generation because I'm working with someone at the moment and they they do a lot of content marketing. They put a lot of stuff out. They're, they're getting guest connections and they're building a list. It's like, yay, I've got another 100 people on my list, but they're not doing anything with that list. They're not mm-hmm. sending them anywhere. They're not, they haven't got an offer properly created. So it is making sure there's also the the other side the of, back the, end. That, of yes. that work. Yeah, that there's yes. a return on investment. So part of it is about building a brand, and I hear that very clearly, and I think you've given us some some wonderful insights there. But it is also about driving free traffic into your offer and then thinking about what that offer is in terms of, you know, whether you have a value ladder and go from low cost or whether you take them straight into a high Mm. ticket. And one of the one of the great things about a podcast is because of the level of connection with people yeah. hearing you, your story, how you speak, whether you're a guest on a show or people listen to your own podcast, is that the amount of people who, after a period of time, this doesn't happen overnight, you, you don't just launch a podcast and then it happens, but over a period of time, people will come for discovery calls who you're not selling to. They've already hooked in. They just haven't met you yeah. in person. And that's incredibly powerful as a consultant. Yeah, and it's a really good way of looking at it because we talk about pre-qualifying and and taking Mm -hmm. people from cold to warm to hot an awful lot. 
and actually through through your podcast I, with that with I think voice is so powerful isn't it in that way yeah because it, it connects straight away whereas if someone just reads something even if they've seen your picture it's not the same is it and I think that's why I've got quite excited about it because I've come alive through speaking through the podcast um mm. I started out quite scripted and now I'm a lot I'm a lot flow, more flowing um, and it's still really new to me, but I'm loving it because of that connection, I think, that you mm. can feel. Mm. So um, what, what, are, what do you think are some of the short-term wins that you can get by leveraging your voice, particularly and, and within the, the context of getting more visible, but particularly with podcasting? Because your book, Podcast with Impact, is, is joining up the doing of the podcast with the outcome. We've just talked about the return on investment, the impact. And connected to that, the income, the monetization. So if you can if you can do the right planning for a podcast and get yourself into the charts, you always have a chart topping podcast. And people around you will see that, know that, they'll have watched what you've done. And that's priceless. In the same way that you know, having a best-selling book is priceless. People just watch, notice, and remember. And that's really important for your your whole kind of brand authority. So a quick win is launching a podcast and following a strong strategy. The other thing is being really intentional and deliberate about who you have as guests on your show, making sure that you're reaching out to, to people who you would normally not have a reason to contact because, again, it elevates your status. And the other thing is, once you have your own podcast, it's much easier to be invited to be a guest on other people's shows. And that's powerful in itself because Google Podcasts now can read the content of every single episode that goes out there, not just the titles, not just the names of the shows, but actually the body of the the episode. And so your topic of influence, if you're talking about it on, let's say, 10, 15, 20, 30 different podcasts as a guest, well, that's going to affect your search engine optimization. And we all as business owners understand what that means. Yeah, and that's such pragmatic advice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Brilliant. Um, some really clear and focused action points there for people. And I, I love action points. <laughs> so what would you say are the three most important things you've learned about being strategic in growing your business? Because there's a lot of stuff that you've talked about that, that people could do. But what would you say are the three... Really I think one of one of the first things is to pull back. If you're on that hamster wheel right now, stop. No one's actually going to mind that you don't post for a few days. Stop and think, what am I actually doing? Where in three years time do I actually want to be in terms of my income? If that's what I want to have, what products do I have that would be of value to that price and how many people need to buy it and you can you can find out statistics about conversion rates how many people do you need in your audience to sell that amount of product or service at that rate and then you think well if that's what's important to me who exactly so point two who exactly needs to hear hear me and how can I make sure that they do so that's about getting on the right podcasts creating a podcast that serves them getting in and being central to it, the, the right Facebook groups. Facebook groups are not dead. They're not dying. They are still vibrant places where you can network um, and, and really making sure that 
you're pulling pulling into your connections on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, the people who could be your clients, and that the content you're putting out there, so number three, is making sure that the story you're weaving through is going to speak to them, to them one at a time. So they're going to go, oh, that's me. I felt like that too. So you share your vulnerabilities, you share the struggles, you share the challenges, you share the wins, you take people on that whole journey of what it's like, not sharing from the, oh my God, I had this argument with my husband last night and all the dirt, <laughs> but the reflections that you have on the things you've been through. I always say, you know, share from the share from the scar, the healed scar, scar not from the wound. And when you do that, people feel that they know you. So one yeah. of the things Jay, Jay said to me today as we, as we were coming on for this call was, I feel like I know you. Yeah. And we've not met before, have we? No, not in person. Not in person. We've been in Facebook groups and, you know, I've assisted Jay with her podcast and that kind of thing. But through through putting out good quality content, you do feel that you know someone and then you are more likely to want to join their email list, to read their book, to yeah. listen to their podcast. And you go so deeper, kind of deeper don't you, into, the, yeah. into their world. And I think that leads on to, to a question I had. If, if someone hasn't met you before and... Mm-hmm. Um, They've listened to this interview and they don't know anything about you. What's the what's the order that they should kind of get to know you? You've got a book, new book out, you've got two books, Get Visible and the new one, Podcast with Impact. That leads into uh, a free membership group, uh, pod, uh, sorry, Facebook group. That leads into a paid membership group. And I know you've got a production, a podcast production service Agency, going on yeah. now as well. And I'm sure there's lots more to come. But is that the sort of natural order that someone would would enter into your world? It depends what stage they're at in their business, to be to be frank. If you're right at the beginning, uh, I would say probably reading Get Visible, although I'm going to say that's about to be reformatted completely. So it'll look very different. So um, and it won't it won't quite be reformatted. So maybe by at the end of January when it's been re- redone, um, the second second edition's coming out. But probably that book, if um, if you're thinking, am I really ready to put myself out there and get that visible? If you're already somewhere along that journey, you're already a consultant, you're already an expert, you're already thinking or have got a book and it's not selling enough then podcast with impact would really show you the potential and that it's not as hard as you probably think it is the potential for leveraging that field to elevate your personal brand right now not three years time not five years time but now and why that works yeah and I I think um I certainly wasn't too sure when I started uh with the podcast planning whether I would actually do it but I think through Really understanding the statistics, like you described earlier, and understanding that yeah, I can do, I can do this because I had a clear strategy from your, from being in your membership, um, and a, a clear kind of plan of action, which I think sometimes half the battle is is creating the plan, but I think also the supportive community just made you think, you know, even if you have a small audience in in a, a new area, um, a new niche, if you like, that you still kind of got a launch pad somehow. You don't have to have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners to have a successful show. You could have yeah. less than a thousand people listening. But if, if you are serving them and they are hooked on your show and they come back for more again and again and again and they recommend your show or they become your clients somehow, that is a successful show. And I think it's interesting you use the word influencer and learning influencing techniques. And I think um, we have them in much more s- smaller circles, if you like, in the consulting 
world uh, because our usually our offer is a high ticket piece of consulting work so you you have fewer clients so naturally your your network your list is smaller um and likewise then someone coming new into the space so i think that's you know that's a really what, what i'm hearing is that a podcast is actually a way of 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 suddenly blossoming yeah. without having to do a lot of the really heavy lifting that we've had to do in the past to build so, a, a list to build an audience so i've got a client who it was in the podcast membership who launched a podcast the first of April as we went into lockdown because her business partner in a completely different field completely pulled the carpet, pulled the rug, and that was all gone. And she felt very called to do something completely different and didn't know what it was going to look like as a business, but had an idea for a podcast. And she got it launched within three weeks of having that idea. Now she now has a very profitable coaching and mentoring business. They were skills that she already had. They hadn't been packaged up in that way. But she started with an audience of not nothing because she had she was known in her other business, but totally different field. And she now has a thriving show that she's now monetized through her own coaching and consultancy. Um, you know, I'm talking to you now in November is when we're recording. So six months later, she now has a thriving business on the back of following her passion, following her idea and deciding that her podcast was going to be the, the, the funnel, the bottleneck for them coming into her world. Yeah. And so, um, you know, podcasting is a long-term process, but it actually doesn't have to take ages to get the results. Yeah, no, that's what I'm hearing. I think that's, that's great. That's come, what's come out of, of our conversation um, to have those kind of success stories that are that that sound like yeah that that would be a bit like me that would be yeah. realistic to have that kind of outcome. Mm. Um, Anna, I I usually I'm asking this question of all my guests um, just as a bit of fun, like as a super punch question is if you had a superpower that you could use to create leverage in your business, what would you choose? I think I might know the answer. <laughs> I'm trying to think what would I choose well podcasting is the obvious answer but I would just say just start I don't I don't think I need this because I have good people in my team but if you're listening and you're not outsourcing do it get a VA even if you think you can't afford it just start because it it can be a complete game changer Fabulous, fabulous. So outsourcing. This was so, so good. I've, I've really loved hearing your thoughts and, and you use the word leverage quite a bit, which is nice. I did. I know <laughs> I'm on your show. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. But no, um, one of the best places that people can go and, and check you out, I know we've covered it a little bit and I will put lots of links into the show notes, but uh, where, where would be the one place that they can sort of start so you're on a podcast platform right now. So go ahead over to listen to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Even if you don't necessarily consider yourself to be an entrepreneur, there's something in there for everyone. Yeah, because that's uh, coaches and consultants and, and expert service providers. Is there any parting wisdom that we haven't covered that you'd like to leave our listeners with? I would say if you are just coming into the online space, don't be scared of it. Don't think that that you can't share who you are and actually people like our foibles our quirks our mannerisms that's actually what makes us human so allow a little bit of you to come through particularly on a platform like LinkedIn let people see a bit of who you are 
Yeah, that's really lovely advice. LinkedIn is not quite as vibrant in that sense as, as Facebook, perhaps. But uh, no, that's um, thank you again. Thank you again. It's uh, wonderful to have you on the show and to really dive into some of these things. And um, I hope that you will definitely go out and check Anna's world in lots of different ways to interact with her and uh and ask about podcasting and um yeah thank you very much for being on the show anna oh thank you for having me joe pleasure cool and then my dog walked so that's good oh brilliant timing (laughs) (laughs) thanks again see you soon thank you for listening to the leverage business podcast want to create leverage in your business Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.